The Cook Islands United Party is scheduled to launch two petitions following the release of election results on August the 11th. The Cook Islands Chief Electoral Officer, Tagi Tangimitua, has confirmed the ruling Cook Islands Party secured 12 seats, the Democrats 5 seats, the Cook Islands United Party 3 seats and one Cook Islands 1 seat. Three independent candidates have also won seats. Now, two of the independents have joined the Cook Islands Party to form a coalition government led by the returned Prime Minister, Mark Brown. The Cook Islands United Party leader, Tiariki Heather, told Lydia Lewis his party plans to lodge two petitions challenging the results in Titikabeka and Ngatangia electorates to court on Wednesday local time, which is Thursday here in New Zealand. Well, at the present time, it's uh, three seats. We're still waiting for the, uh, uh, we have a petition on two seats, that's in Titicawaka and Atangia. So still waiting with the outcome. And, uh, yes, uh, there was one draw and uh, we won one uh, by three, but now it's three, especially for the seat for Marguerite uh, Matenga. Uh, we have a petition uh, for the eligibility of those voters. So that's uh, we're putting in place and lodging that one. Have you lodged the petition? When are you expecting to lodge it? Uh, I think Wednesday this week is our time given uh, to launch it and wait for the outcome of uh, when that uh, decision by the uh, the courts uh, for the hearing. Can you explain um, a little bit more about the petition and what, what uh, you're lodging? Yeah, the the, the eligibility is uh, one is the uh, uh, because under our law constitution, there is three months eligibility. Uh, residing in that particular uh, electorate uh, for three months. Uh, so we're challenging uh, well, most of the voters uh, that's not eligible to vote, and uh, we have challenged that uh, through the scrutiny at the polling booth, but uh, uh, it was ignored, and some of the voters uh, from our side has been taken out, and yet uh, you know, they are on the uh, supplementary roles as well. So... It's that, the eligibility of qualifications to vote and uh, also some of the uh, the votes by dec- decoration because uh, there's a huge number at uh, this election with the votes by decoration voting on that particular day. And yet they had ample time you know, to register prior to the six weeks uh, election. And hence, uh, that's one of our petitions is the uh, qualifications of these people uh, whether they have resided in that particular electorate or in this electorate, or otherwise uh, registered, uh, maybe illegal, uh, not uh, on the, the, you know, both the main role and the supplementary role. So it's the eligibility that that's what we're challenging uh, at the, the council. And once that petition is lodged, what is the process from there? Well, the process is simple. Uh, so the the court uh, will uh, either approve uh, you know, for the challenge for the petition that we lodge, or otherwise it's uh, back to square one again. So that's the reason why we have this is an opportunity for for us to to lodge that uh, petition now. Otherwise, uh, you know, it's something that will be mumbling, grumbling, not actually facing uh, what the real truth or the outcome. Uh, through our petition. I'm hoping, uh, or we are hoping the outcome will be sort of in our favour. As I mentioned, that's the petition we're challenging the eligibility of these uh, voters, which uh, we believe 
they shouldn't have voted on the day, but their vote has been counted. And also those ones uh, that actually are legal to vote has been sort of taken out uh, from that uh, voting day. So it's really, uh, we're questioning the legality of uh, the voting on the day. Where are these voters situated? How many of them and what, what change, how, you know, how much of an influence of change would this have on the election results? Well, it's huge uh, for the outcome. Uh, it might be sort of minimal for us, but uh, certainly one uh, adds uh, to the win- winning uh, candidate anyway. So uh, it's around about 14 or 17 uh, that uh, we feel uh, that should be in our accounts, and both for the Ngatangia uh, and also for the Titicaca constituency. And finally, what is your reaction to the result of the cannabis referendum? Well, the result, as I've raised you know, in our small meeting, uh, it confused everybody. And uh, this is the reason, again, as I said, you know, the questions, questionnaire didn't really come out in public uh, for, for the people to understand. And this was sort of like on election day, and even for myself, uh, for anybody that doesn't understand English, uh, it will confuse them because it's either yes or no. Uh, but on, on the election day, in the referendum, it states, uh, do you agree to review the cannabis law in this country? Which people said, you know, no to that. And which means, you know, uh, that's why the result, the outcome is, is that it's confused and not relating to the or interpreting in our local language for the elderly people to understand is the high increase of those, I think it was deliberated by government to actually put that forth and for the outcome is the percentage is is higher than uh, not accepting that cannabis to be sort of passed through parliament again. It's not, uh, uh, would I sort of explain, a clean uh, information or the information wasn't sort of put out to the people. Actually then each political party will have the opportunity uh, to interpret that to all our voters but everybody was shocked and surprised. The question is, because it should have been made simple to understand. Do we agree cannabis in this country? Yes or no?